Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to your week ahead with Mama Dada Astrology live right here on the My Astrology Coach Radio Network on Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the best time of your week ahead of time. What happened at the New Orleans? Peace, peace, peace to you guys. What's up, what's up? It's me, Mama Dada. We are back. We are live. We are in full effect. Y'all know I'm doing a sound check real quick. Um, But I'm going to assume I can be heard. Uh, It is amazing to be back here, especially today. Not just because we're talking about the full moon in Virgo, Batty B's very birth um, sign, sun sign. Uh, I can be heard. Um, But also because this full moon in Virgo is not only the culmination um, of what began the the very infamous day that she... uh, performed at the Super Bowl, which was on the new moon in Aquarius, um, but also for a few other reasons that I'll get into here in the week ahead. Um, It's always special when I get to come before you guys and share um, ahead of time uh, the astrological events in our week ahead that are going to be impacting us all. Um, but you guys, let me tell you, <laughs> it you you know at times like this that I, I'm doing what I'm doing because it is a mandate and a call on my life and my heart that I have to fulfill. <laughs> um, I have to fulfill to uh, to break down this information for you guys in the most simplistic way that I know how, in the most relatable way that I know how. And apparently you guys really appreciated moments before I got on air today. I got a blissful message from one of my clients, and it was just a simple thank you, but I had put in some work for her on some things that we had consulted about, and it was, of course, my pleasure to actually follow up with her and send her the information. And it's things like that. It's things like in the middle of a consultation with a client, a separate one, um, that they're telling me that, you know, you really are giving so much more in value um, than we are paying for this monthly service. And and, uh, my client just iterated, uh, reiterated how much uh, it is appreciated. So um, that um, uh, I've received, you know, just all manifestations of love from you guys, even if it's uh, just looking at the couple hundred of you that listen on a consistent basis every single week, that alone is support um, that is divinely appreciated by me simply because it is a labor of love. Um, you know, Blog Talk isn't giving me anything to broadcast to y'all every week. Um, but it, it is my divine pleasure to be back and do it. I'm mentioning that because... Um, my ability to um, to comfortably, you know, broadcast to you guys 
has been and is continuing to be threatened. So that just simply means that in the um, current environment that I broadcast from, uh, I've, I've, for all intents and purposes, been threatened with um, removal <laughs> uh, for uh, for for even talking on the phone to people about astrology, um, just because it is so widely panned um, by certain uh, people in my immediate environment that does affect my ability to broadcast to you guys. I'm kind of being a little quieter than normal right now, a little less um, energetic, uh, at least, you know, in my voice, because I'm really trying not to rock the boat where I am. Um, So with that being said, uh, you will notice the difference before I get too much farther, Ashe, I must recall um, uh, our divine righteous ancestors who without which we would not be able to be back here at all to broadcast. So a million Ashe's. And um, for Brother Ampu, who um, continuously extends his support to um, for us to continue to be able to be on every week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and 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 it's at times like this where uh, it, it just comes to the forefront how much I really do enjoy this because at the thought of not being able to do it, here I am on air tearing up. So <laughs> the show must go on. I will broadcast every Wednesday that I am breathing, and I will figure it out because um, people do appreciate me that has been made known, and I appreciate the appreciation and the love because it stimulates me to just go further, so much so that it is clients who have appreciated me so um, that have inspired me to expand services to the point where this year we've been going strong since May of last year, and here in January I was able to finally uh, release the monthly transit report service as well as the weekly consultation service, and that has been going so well in the fact that that service has already expanded to it and improved to where here in this past week I, uh, the, um, I've been able to do a couple of consultations so far with a new technology that allows me to actually show you my screen while I am showing you in your natal chart, in your chart of transit, where exactly I'm talking about. And so far, both of the clients that have had such consultations with me have been blown away, really um, impressed and also appreciative of the added visual. Not only are um, uh, the clients who have subscribed to the monthly service now getting the consultation with the added visual, but I'm able to record it, and and it records not only the video but the audio. And so now you have this hour-long video audio recording of our session to refer to in between sessions. When you have a question of, oh, well, what did she say about this? You have not only the audio but the video so you can see for yourself. You can show it to your friends (laughs) and wow everybody with the fact that you are learning, not only learning astrology, but you're learning it in the context of your 
personal astrology, which is the most important astrology you'll ever know. If you don't know anything else, know thyself astrologically, and you can not only you can not only master your destiny, but you can master these moments in between where your very way of life is being threatened and you're somehow still able to rise above because you know something. You know something more. Uh, you know something deeper. You know something higher than what other people are paying attention to right now. This is the age of Aquarius, Mama's babies. Um, we did. Uh, we have been just going through Sun and Aquarius. It's about to move into Pisces. Um, uh, but this Aquarius energy is in our face like never before. This Aquarius new moon we just had that Beyonce, I, I bring her up, not because so much so that I'm a Beyonce fan, but um, it's hard for me to say I'm a fan of anybody, but I'm bringing her up because of this massive energetic statement that she made at such a critical, pivotal time energetically and astrologically that can't be ignored. And what we're going to talk about here today on the week ahead is regarding a uh, the full moon in Virgo that is the very complement, the very culmination, the very uh, 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 fulfillment of that new moon in Aquarius, okay? So, um Aquarius rules astrology. I could drop the mic right there because we're going to be in the age of Aquarius for at least another couple thousand years, so it ain't going nowhere. For all those who are threatened by it, for all those who it makes uneasy to hear the name of a planet and an aspect, (laughs) you know, I don't know what to tell you. You're going to, you're going to be uncomfortable for a very long time. And uh, what I'm going to do here, uh, and you'll see when I start talking, or you'll hear when I start talking about this full moon in Virgo, how we're, we, who are adept enough to be ahead, to stay ahead, to keep from having to get ahead, that we will be in a prime position to max out on all the beautiful benefits and blessings that the universe has to offer us, come what may. We're not studying no opposition. We're not worried about no uh, challenging situations because we were built for that. It only makes us better. And I'm able to, I'm just so grateful for my, um, thankful for my clients and the opportunity to really show them. And, I mean, one of my clients, she's amazing. I've only had two consultations with her. And from consultation one to consultation two, it's like, who are you and what did you do with the lady that I talked to first? Because already she is seeing how knowledge of these um, transits and aspects transfer um, up. Tra- uh, planetary transits and natal aspects, things she naturally has access to, um, how she can (laughs) master every moment of her life. So um, you'll notice in the episode information, I'm getting into the week ahead just shortly, just a little bit more housekeeping to do to catch everybody up to speed. And if you're new listening to me, welcome. I don't normally cry on the radio, <laughs> um, but this is also very fresh. We just had the uh, first quarter moon, uh, the first major phase after the new moon here in Taurus. 
um, just a couple of days ago. And that influence could have could have been felt on Sunday. It was exact on Monday. Could have been felt um, even uh, yesterday on Tuesday. But but you can go back in the week ahead last week, which is at the very bottom of the episode information for today's episode. It says listen to last week's broadcast here. Feel free to click on that. You'll get all the information you need about the first quarter moon in Taurus and the significant role that it is playing in this journey and process of moon phases um, here after the new moon but before the full moon here in Virgo. And you'll see how these um, challenging, when it's the first quarter moon, it's the sun squaring the moon at a 90-degree angle in a challenging position to it. And if you're dealing with challenges right now, guess what? You're you're exactly where you're supposed to be. And if you really felt it <laughs> because it was in Taurus and so you felt it in your entire being and you know, um and and you saw the fixed stubbornness in the in the situation, um, then you're exactly where you're supposed to be. You're being groomed, you're being primed, we are being prepared graciously and lovingly prepared for what is to come here in just about a week, y'all. Less than a week now. The full moon's on the 22nd. So, you know, fret not and be thankful in everything. Give thanks in everything. Endeavor to see the higher perspective, the deeper perspective. It depends on which perspective you're looking from. I have a client who's got... She's not a Scorpio, but she's got heavy um, activity. She's got a lot of planetary energy in Scorpio, and so that's ruled by Pluto. Pluto wants to go deep, right? And then I have all this energy in Sagittarius that makes me want to go higher and higher. And so we're we we. It's what's so beautiful is that we can look at the same thing and glean the beauty out of it, but from two completely different perspectives. And so I encourage you with that as well, whatever you are going through, whatever by the full moon in Virgo um, here on the 22nd that you want to see a divine higher or deeper manifestation of, I encourage you to keep going. Do not stop. Do not give in. Do not quit. Stand up. Stand for all things Aquarius, I would definitely say it would be safe to say stand for all things Aquarius. I mean, for goodness sake. Venus is moving there today. Venus moves into to Aquarius today. So the love and the money is going to be in these very Aquarian themes. That's what, and, and, and the tripped out thing about Aquarius is you can't pin it down. It's Uranus for crying out loud. Uranus rules Aquarius. How do you pin down a sudden unexpected event? How do you pin down a surprise? How do you pin down lightning? Oh, lightning is going to strike exactly here at this time. Yeah, good luck. That's Aquarius. So Venus moving there today, Wednesday the 17th, means that um, Love and money is going to be found in unexpected. The more unusual, the more extraordinary, the more individualistic, the more rebellious, come on, the more humanitarian, 
let your freak flag fly. Like, really? <laughs> your love and your money could be found there. Um, if you know exactly what area of your chart this is, uh, then all the better. When I tell you that I'm, I'm, I'm built for this, I was born for this, I was made to do this, and that's why I cannot let anybody in opposition to what I am doing, uh, I cannot allow that to stop me. It may slow me down. It may make me uncomfortable. It may put me in a position where I'm having to scrape and fight just to get on air to do this show and get on the phone to have my consult and whatever else that is related to me keeping my services reasonably priced, keeping my the information that I provide on this show and in consultations about your personal natal information, um, you know, everything that I can jam-pack in it. That's why she said I'm giving more in value than she's paying for because I'm maxing out every time I open my mouth based on everything that I maxed in as I, you know, this is a lifestyle for me. I study every week, the week ahead, <laughs> Terry event. And I'm able to assist people not only with their week ahead, but in the newest service where you're getting the monthly transit report, your month ahead, you know, a month ahead of time, your Venus return is coming up. That's a crucial, you know, astrological event that goes on for all of us every year. You should know when your Venus return is because it's pretty important, the energetic imprint you're making at that exact date and time. Same thing with your solar return. So uh, in the episode information, in addition to being able to access last week's episode, and I'll close this um, portion of it out and go ahead and jump into the week ahead, I've I've been, you know, working hard for for y'all. I've been making sure that I am be, I'm, I'm I'm not missing out on this Jupiter Virgo, a uh, Jupiter retrograde in Virgo. We're going back, you know, in detail, looking at some things we may have missed that may um, give us greater access to all things Jupiter, uh, greater access to abundance, greater access to higher learning, greater access to uh, growth and advancement, greater access to long-distance journeys and travel, greater access to a, a certain degree of spirituality, greater access to law. So um, I have, I, the website is up, mama.astrology.com. Woo! I wish I had a hand clapping sound to go there. <laughs> but yes, yay. So you'll easily see that you have one click um, email access to me via the website. You could easily see in the episode information that you have one click access to the radio show page. Um, whatever episodes you want to listen to, one click, and there you have it, all of them right there. And if you you obviously have the information for today's episode in there, what we're going to discuss, observations that I'm definitely open to talking about with you guys. And uh, at the very top, you will see uh, Astro Love Gifts. Uh, that is the opportunity that I am extending to all those who support with your weekly listenership. 
it's a couple hundred of you. And so um, I was thinking that, you know, why don't I make it completely easily accessible just by one click? Uh, I did some calculations, and, you know, even if it's just the 200 of you and 25 of you, you know, give an Astro Love gift of $10, um, I can ensure with that $250 every week that I am in a position to broadcast to you guys, to handle the consultations, do my reports for you guys uninterrupted. I got interrupted the other day for something. I, it, it was so ridiculous I can't even say because it's just that ridiculous that you'll just listen and hang your mouth wide open like, really? <laughs> and those are the types of distractions that I will be free from with a mere $250 a week that will put me in a position to broadcast and work hard for y'all uninterrupted in my own space that is peaceful. So that's um, uh, and, and if if not if if ten dollars sounds too steep if fifty people um, gave an astro love gift of five dollars I could get the same two fifty that way. Um, this I have ne- I've been on the air since May of last year. I've never asked for anything at all, not even your support. But I'm thankful for it. I'm appreciative of it. And there's a link there at the top now there's a, that goes to the website that gives you a divine opportunity just to, in your own way, in whatever amount, say, Mama Dada, thank you for <laughs> making sure that we know what's up in advance for our particular deacons, for our particular signs, for these major astrological events and giving us access to you personally outside of the show for any private consultation matters that we may have. So it's it's it truly is a gift both ways for me to be here and for y'all to have the opportunity to energetically show. I mean, it's Aquarius. It's Aquarius season, and Venus just entered Aquarius. To get to to have love and money associated with the very sign that rules astrology, it just could be <laughs> a beneficial thing uh, for you, especially if this does uh, get an opportunity to keep going and flourishing. It's just getting bigger and bigger, you guys. That's why I'm making sure to return that to you guys in the form of this service unparalleled. You can holler at your your girl Nadia Shah. Shout out to the astrologer Nadia Shah, but you're gonna pay two hundred dollars just for thirty minutes of her time, and you're gonna to have to wait probably a few months to get it. So this is what my clients are saying when they're saying you're getting way more in value because you have a lot quicker access to me, same information, my particular spin on it, and you know they're available and accessible to you, unlike a lot. So you've got that um, uh, um, link there for the Astro Love Gifts. If you are ready to subscribe to the monthly, the um, newest monthly transit report service along with the weekly consultations, you've got the subscribe link below that. And please, please, please click on the Beyonce Formation, uh, the priesthood link. I have not got a chance to listen to that yet, but what I have gotten a chance to do is uh, join the class, y'all. Brother Ampu started the Inner Peace 
Inner Peace class. It's Introduction to Inner Peace class for four weeks on uh, the holiday, the National Holiday Valentine's Day, U.S. holiday. So um, that 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 has been key <laughs> and instrumental in a time like the uh, Sun in Aquarius. Come on, Venus and Mercury in there now. Uh, and just a season of unpredictable events, surprises and, you know, uh, sudden reversal, what is needed to stay the, to do the thing that I always advise when it comes to Uranus and 11th house and Aquarius, which is stay flexible. And it's it's hard to stay flexible when you don't have inner peace. When you have inner peace, come what may you can be put out on the street today and you will have the inner peace and the inner fortitude and the inner strength that is necessary to take you wherever your next step may be, homeless or not. So um, I, 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 and since May of last year, I've never taken the time to do anything like this. So I hope and pray that y'all just bear with me and know that I'm, it's a blessing to even be here to broadcast today because that really has been threatened and I'm just doing everything I can to make sure that I'm back on the radio from week to week. Um, You guys giving Astro Love gifts every week are going to go a long way to help um, make sure that I can continue to do so. It is definitely my desire to continue to do so. So with um, Venus going into Aquarius today, that was really significant. That's why I took some time out to really talk about that, too, because it's going to be there for a while. You can go back click inside the episode information to get to last week's episode. I go extensively in on it there, and I give horoscopes for every sign. So I got you. I just had you a week ahead of time, so you'll have to go back and listen to it. Um, this week, we are discussing the week ahead, um, February 21st, Sunday, through uh, February 27th, Saturday, okay? This week's a doozy. I'm going to get into the meat of it. Not only is it the full moon in Virgo, y'all, but uh, this this Jupiter uh, opposition to Chiron snuck in there on me. I wasn't even going to talk about it, but it's so... Uh, it's so closely linked to the full moon in in aspect of time. It ha- it happens right after the full moon, and in aspect of the aspect and what that aspect means. The opposition uh, gives the energy off of a culmination, just like a full moon. That's what a full moon is when the sun is opposite the moon. So for Jupiter to be opposing Chiron in Pisces, uh, Jupiter in Virgo, the sign of the full moon to be opposing Chiron and Pisces as well at the same time is significant. It shouldn't be skipped, and I won't be skipping it. So just giving you all a heads up that that's what's in store. That's going to take up the bulk of our time because it's such a significant um, event. Not only is it a full moon, but it is rounding off some eclipses, eclipse seasons from the end of last year. We have two eclipse seasons every year, one closer to the beginning around spring and March. Sometimes it's in April. If you look on an eclipse calendar, 
um, you can clearly see that it the date is not always the same. Sometimes it's in March, sometimes it's in April. And then you have this same series of eclipses that goes on later in the year around September-ish in the fall, more in the fall, okay, autumn. And so uh, this particular full moon is, is leading up to the March uh, 8th eclipse that are going to be going on here um, and 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 that sets off a whole new eclipse season. So here in the weeks prior to that March 8th eclipse, it's wrapping up. It's culminating uh, events that were set off in September of 2015, okay? I'm sure if we all think back to September of 2015, we can start making some, drawing some of these connections and correlating these themes uh, together, okay? But our week starts out with a void moon. Uh, what are we going into? Leo. We, we were in Leo, and then on Sunday as of 7.17 p.m. that evening, uh, the moon goes void as it squares Mars, and it goes void for 10 hours and 17 minutes. So it's mostly in the evening, and into uh, its overnight, and at 5:24 the next rising on Monday, the moon enters Virgo. Okay, so Sunday evening, definitely want to consider uh, just chilling out. If you are going to go out and be social, you definitely want to do that with people you already have an established relationship with, friends or family. Um, if you are going to be at home, it's good for. Don't, I wouldn't start anything Sunday night, but definitely um, finishing up any projects you've already started, um, making to-do lists for the week maybe, since that'll be Sunday evening. If you've lost anything, it's an ideal time to find lost objects during a void moon, and any editing, reviewing, refining of anything is good to do. Um, uh, since it's overnight as well that we'll be experiencing this particular void moon, our rest and our sleep should definitely be more peaceful. And um, in addition to finding lost things, it's a good time to get rid of any excess, okay? And so then, like I say, Monday rising, 524 a.m. Central Standard Time, the moon go it's starting to enter this territory. And I, I, you can uh, go back to the show where I was talking about the new moon in Aquarius and see where I was advising y'all. When the moon goes into this area of space, that this astrological event, like a full moon in Virgo, is going to be, you can already start really sensing and accessing the energy from that point. You don't have to wait. Um, and so the full moon doesn't occur until uh, that afternoon. Monday afternoon, 12.20 p.m. Central Time uh, is the time of the full moon, but it goes into Virgo early, early, early that rising, Okay. So you can't, some of the things you could be taking stock of while the moon is void, some of the things you could be reviewing and making to-do lists for can be centered around these Virgo themes that's going to be prevalent, um, especially leading up to and around the twin of the full moon. 
and a lot for a lot of us things that are being that are being culminated or that are culminating by the point of the full moon in Virgo is going to still be felt leading up to the solar eclipse. Now, the solar eclipse, March 8th, it's a solar eclipse. <laughs> it's going to set off a whole new cycle, okay? So pay attention to this close-out energy. The full moon is going to set that off because after the moon is full, what does it do? It starts waning. It starts getting smaller. So things that you want to get rid of, it's good energy for that. So, uh, or let go of, or need to let go of. Now, I want to get you familiar with this Virgo energy if you're not already. If you know a Virgo, (laughs) then you've got to be pretty familiar with it. Uh, These people are very detail-oriented. This energy is very uh, into the details, and it can, the way I've experienced it in real life with a Virgo, was by way of uh, the worry. Like this person was so concerned with the details that they worried. And my concern with this particular person was that their personal history in relationship was such that their partners, this person's former partners, the last five of them, passed away. They transitioned. They died. <laughs> That's not funny, but it was a it it was a real red flag for me. Now I'm I did not say that to put it out there that Vir- a Virgo can kill you. I'm saying that in an unbalanced way, in a uh, low vibrational way, this energy can manifest as worry, as stress, i.e. strife. So the worry, because it's the nitpicking thing. These Virgos can be nitpicky. But see, this is when you have to go higher, because where could an energy like that be effective? Hmm. Maybe if you want to do some self-improving, being a little more scrutinizing, instead of exacting that onto others, causing them worry, causing them stress. Um, Virgo is a mutable sign, so it's real adaptable and flexible, but it is quite focused. It's a sign that's ruled by Mercury, like Gemini, but unlike Gemini being an air sign, Virgo is an earth sign, okay? And so earth signs are all about manifestation. They, you know what, what I will say about this Virgo <laughs> was that they did get stuff done. They are were very productive. They They made it happen. Earth signs, are never short on money. <laughs> That's for sure. Virgo, Taurus, and Capricorn go always have something in their pocket no matter what they tell you. Don't let them lie to you. <laughs> so I'm getting y'all familiar still with this Virgo energy. It's a very productive energy, like I'm saying. Um, uh, since it's so nitpicky and it's um, a mutable sign, it, it is a sign that's able to adjust. Okay, but since it's an earth sign, it probably doesn't want to. 
but it is able to. Um, uh, it, Virgo rules the sixth house of health and work and our daily routines, and you can see within those keywords the correlation between these things. What we do, our routines, our daily routines are so very connected to our the state of our health. Our daily routines are so very connected to um, uh, to our health by way of what we take out of our daily routines and possibly detox um, by way of even purging or and clearing and refining. It's definitely an energy that's good for that kind of. Uh, Focus, health focus. Um, it definitely, like I said, favors the self improvement. Um, uh, you tend, we tend to be more purposeful when there's energy going on in Virgo, even if it's just the moon. And I say just the moon, uh, but can really find a groove in Virgo because it, it can do it since it is that daily routine. You can really work something into action or take it out a lot easier when the moon is in Virgo too. Okay, so I'm giving y'all some hints as to what you can be focusing your, um, you know, focusing on during this time. So, you know, cleaning uh, if. Anything needs to get done around the house or maybe around the office, it's it, it, uh, prime energy for that. So it probably is not going to be a big deal to you. Uh, we all want to be working, Virgo, sixth house, work and health. We all want to be working, and we all want to see signs. It's earth, so it wants to manifest some results of all this work, of all this daily routine, of all this detoxing and purging. Yeah, if if there's if there's no output or anything being produced, then you know it's it's no point. And so Virgo is is wanting to put us in positions uh, or or bring out uh, this energy for us that allows us to see the results of our labor and um, and improve ourselves. So let's see. Uh, like I said, with the worry, that kind of falls in the category of the anxiety. Watch for that, the anxiousness and, you know, if things aren't necessarily going your way, it's another divine opportunity to exercise patience while the moon is in Virgo. Trust me, there are some themes around this Virgo full moon that definitely make me want to iterate that just one more time. Exercise patience, okay? Um, getting caught up in a groove of some something, a desired goal is a good way to spend that extra energy. Instead of being impatient with the energy, put it into a, a new habit you want to develop or the purging or detoxing of a habit, a habit that you want to break, okay? Um Uh, yep, so any big tasks that you have that are time-consuming and require concentration, those are the ones you want to be doing because Virgo is satisfied by that. It's mental. I told you it's ruled by Mercury, but it's earthy. It's earth, so it wants to do something, and it wants to see the visible, tangible results of what it's been doing over and over as a daily routine. So something like gardening 
it's going to take a while. You're going to have to be consistent, getting out there, doing what you got to do, tending to it. Decluttering, another thing that takes a while, time-consuming, requiring your concentration and your organizing skills. Uh, It's a good time to clean out a closet or a storage area or just in general catch up on some overdue chores. Make this Virgo moon work for you. The themes surrounding this full moon are as such that I will tell you all here in just a second that you're going to, it's perfect. It really is perfect because you can put that energy into something that's actually going to yield you some tangible, beneficial results. Additionally, where Mercury comes in, you're going to be very satisfied. We are going to be very satisfied uh, with any games, especially mental games, reading. Um, Our mind is going to be really active at this time, and so... Uh, conversation. It's it's very Virgo's very analytical, <laughs> which totally reminds me of the Virgo I I met because um, it can it can almost well for me it can almost get on your nerves because it it's so detailed and nitpicky that it literally wants to break everything down, even things that are already broken down. It wants to break those things down. So. Uh, it's a very interesting energy, as you will see as you're uh, consciously observing it now that you're finding a little more out about it. And if you're in any of the faithful hundreds that listen to the show every week, you definitely are now starting to see uh, these energies play out more and more all the time. Um uh, Virgo is a very practical energy, so we do have access to, you know, more practicality than usual. And so we can, since we have the uh, capacity for details, we can break down big goals into um, smaller steps more effectively at this time. That's some of the things, you know, that you, we can be doing while the moon is void on Sunday evening. We can be thinking about these things, writing them down for uh, later implementation. Um, it's Since health is involved with the sixth house in Virgo, it's just all around a good idea to look at the daily routine and how your health can be improved um, by adjustments or refinements to the routine, okay, so that all your bodily functions, um, all your systems function just fine. It may include a detox or a purge, so consider it. Um, Definitely under a Virgo moon, um, just with health in mind, drink lots of water. If if you need a detox or a purge and you need to fast, do it. Um, Stretching, just anything that that alone, stretching is, you know, something that the body and the muscles need. So that that would be a nourishing thing to do walking or jogging, volunteering. Um, It's mercury-ruled writing, editing, um, uh, giving or taking constructive criticism because you may notice it manifests that way by way of being critical, like I said, nitpicky. So um, what you can do is utilize that kind of nitpicky energy to put yourself in a position to uh, take some constructive criticism or give it where you know it may be needed. Um, you can also encourage a loved one to keep trying. 
keep at it. That that you know, that Virgo energy of being a groove. You know, detoxify your home or workspace in addition to your body or um, or your body, and bring uh, bring order to chaos. Like I said. The, the chaos of having this big goal that you don't know how you're going to get there, uh, order can be brought to it under this particular lunar influence because we have access to some more detail-oriented, uh, very analytical and practical energy, okay? Um, it's a very discerning energy since it is scrutinizing all the details and combing through all the details, Okay. And that leads us into the full moon. Now, this full moon, I told y'all that it's, you know, at this really sensitive time, right before a new cycle of eclipses. Um, So it's closing out this very sensitive time that began at the end of last year, uh, that, that set of eclipses. And so it's also triggering for the... I believe for the last time, it's still Uranus is still squaring Pluto within one degree, but it is separating, and this is the uh, the last time it's going to be triggered to get way um, as this. So it's a pre- pretty most people wouldn't probably give two hoots or think twice, but they will around March day. <laughs> They will around March the 8th. They're going to be a believer after that. And likely this uh, full moon in Virgo is is is, going, is on par to make a believer out of folks as well because it's going to be that one that kicks off the end right before the beginning, right before the storm. So um, the storm of eclipses, that is. So there's just culmination after culmination themes all over this full moon. It can't be escaped or avoided. For some people, that's going to be uh, music to their ears. What? This is the end, the final, the finality, the culmination of, of things that began September, at the, um, September of last year. And for some, you know, they're holding on tooth and nail. Aquarius season came finna go. And you still think in the midst of the age of Aquarius, sun going through Aquarius, Venus just entering Aquarius, Mercury in Aquarius, that you're going to hold on to your old way of life if you haven't already seen, yeah, good luck with that. Because a new moon in, your, new moon in Aquarius came to, you know, reintroduce us to ourselves. <laughs> um Sun going through Aquarius has just, it's just been phenomenal for those who have been desirous of change. And uh, it's just so many other ways that I could kind of show you and come at it, but I don't want to throw too much out there at y'all because it's already this really conflicting, tension-filled full moon. So let me just keep going. It's, It's the tension and the conflict that um, is culminating, and and I, I truly believe what I've been experiencing even here since the first quarter moon in Taurus <laughs> is giving me, I, y'all know I get stuff ahead of time, 
is already showing me how this tension and conflict that some some of it has been building for a few months, you know, uh, since September of last year, but some has been building for years. For some people, some people are ending cycles that started years ago, some just a few months ago, some just since um, um, the new moon in Aquarius, but I doubt it. If you're going through some tension and conflict now, this this is ain't nothing new. What can be new, just like all things Aquarius, or renewed, or be like new to you, is uh, what can be renewed is our ability to see things from a higher perspective. So um, the two weeks definitely between this full moon in Virgo and the March 8th eclipse that starts, is definitely speaking to completion. Know that and understand that. Anything that, like I said, that is related to tension and conflict is been brewing. It's been outstanding, okay? These issues been needing to be put to bed. So a new journey can begin with the least amount of dragging that emo baggage into this new cycle, the new cycle is going to be enough on its own. You definitely want to put this stuff to rest. So you can pretty much figure that if it's going really haywire for you, the more anxiety you're feeling, um, uh, kind of like when you uh, wait till the last minute, to, to do something really important or maybe you have to write something and you wait till the last minute. It's that that kind of anxiety like, man, I I could have already had this done and been chilling. <laughs> so this is where we're really getting to see is the full moon, the light of the full moon in Virgo is shining a very critical, analytical, detail-oriented, nitpicky, come on, light on things that we have left undone, left unattended to, left thinking, well, if I just leave it alone, it will get better. How is that working out? And it definitely can't be working out if you are playing the blame game, shifting blame, and not taking responsibility for where you are and looking to others as the basis and reason for your discomfort, for tension, or for conflict. Um. Yeah, so if you continue, definitely if you continue to put things off, you're going to really be the one to experience an ex- escalation in conditions that, that uh, really could be considered crisis, okay? Um, the eclipses uh, back in the September of 2015 and these that we're about to hit in March kind of carry a similar theme of healing, okay, healing of of broken hearts. And so be it a friendship, be it a love relationship, be it a parent-child relationship, um, these are relationships that could be the source of the inner pain and the broken heart that you may be feeling or experiencing, okay? Um, uh, Let's see, definitely around love or money. I'll, I'll throw that in there. It could be around love or money uh, crises, uh, especially since uh, the new moon in Aquarius on the 8th of this month. Um, so 
So imbalances in relationships and money are being addressed uh, at the time of this full moon in Virgo, as well as the the healing of the broken heart theme, okay? Um, And the Uranus-Pluto square is so critical with this being kind of its last really impactful go-round as it's separating its influence. Um, it's square influence on each other, so it's kind of weakening. But this, it's getting triggered by this full moon, and so it really is breaking open the extreme tension. The full moon is breaking open this tension. It, it's triggering it. Um, this Uranus-Pluto square has been going on for the last five years, and so this last little leap energetically is uh, being triggered at the full moon uh, to really complete the process of it having started five years ago. So here again, it's this culmination theme, this completion theme, this theme of finishing things out. It's heavy. I'm saying it over and over again so you'll get it. So so full moon in Virgo won't come on the 22nd, and you're looking like, why I didn't get my new moon in Aquarius, you know, wish fulfilled? Oh, because you stuck on... We're we're leaping ahead here. <laughs> we're leaping ahead here. And for all those who don't want to make the leap, they will become extinct, period. I didn't write that. I didn't say that. I didn't make that up. I didn't create that. It just is. Evolve. When you hear evolve or die, that's what this full moon in Virgo is is showing us. And the two weeks from that point up until the solar eclipse is March 8th, that's, that's the theme. That's the theme. I don't give a care what goes on in your life. That's the theme. Anybody I consult with on a week-to-week basis, we're going to go back to that, I'm sure. I'll see where Virgo three degrees is in their chart, and I'll see how, how uh, even uh, – three degrees of fellow mutable signs uh, like Gemini, like Sagittarius, like Pisces, and how they're holding up. Y'all will see that play out in the um, horoscopes I'm about to give y'all. I got really in-depth horoscopes for y'all for every sign, I believe every sign, um, for this full moon in Virgo because it's that important. I I want y'all to know what to expect, not in just this general sense that I'm giving now, but in a very specific to these areas of your chart. You should know where your natal sign is. You should know where you, what your natal rising sign is and where your natal moon is because you want to get your horoscope from the perspective of each of those points, how it's uh, affecting you in your physical body, how it's affecting you in your will and how you express yourself and how it's affecting you in your emotions and at a core level, okay? Those are coming up. Um What's so very interesting about this full moon is at is that the full moon is at the midpoint of the Uranus-Pluto square. So it's inextricably linked. It'll be inextricably felt and experienced as well. So thus the heads up because you can't say mama didn't tell you. So... Um, here again, our themes, it lying at the midpoint of the Uranus-Pluto square, the full moon, it definitely is, again, representing themes of radical and extreme change, forces rapid adaptation. 
not only is the change coming, but it's coming radically, extremely, and rapidly. It requires rapid adaptation. You're going to have to catch the ball quick and, 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 and make your power play. And for all those that are listening, I'm not worried about y'all because y'all going to be ready. But y'all watch it and other people and how they deal with these force changes and how it hopefully if they're on like this, hopefully if they're on a spiritual path at all, (laughs) you'll really get to see who's religious and who's spiritual. Because at least if you're spiritual, I believe you will have an easier go at adapting, depending on your sign. <laughs> if you're a fixed sign, may may need a little extra help. But let me keep going because there's a lot more to cover about this full moon. Just keep that in mind. The changes are coming. They're coming fast, and you got to be ready to adapt. That's why I said at the very beginning of the show and in plenty of other episodes before now, when we're dealing with this energy, of change, you got to stay flexible, okay? And you got to not take it out on others. So a a total overhaul is being required of us. And with the sun and the moon involved, the sun being our will and our ego and our self-expression and the moon more relating to our emotions, uh, the sun more relating to our lifestyle and the moon more relating to our habits, the sun more relating to career and work, and the moon more relating to home, balance is being called for and a total total overhaul possibly, okay? Be ready for that. Expect the unexpected. Full moon in Virgo is the culmination of intentions that were set forth at the new moon in Aquarius, the very new moon of the unexpected. So what you think you're going to manifest two weeks from the full moon in the sign of the unexpected, except whatever it is to be prepared for the unexpected. How do you be prepared for the unexpected? Stay flexible. How do you be prepared for the unexpected? Keep your inner peace. Hook up with Brother Ampu and the and the introduction to inner peace and learn how to how to scientifically, energetically, spiritually, consciously, on purpose, on Command, on demand, on your word, keep your inner peace. That's how the surprises and the unexpected and the and the and the uh, breakdown. Sometimes stuff just gotta break down. So I'm not gonna shit on a breakdown. Sometimes stuff just gotta break down so you can have a breakthrough. Total overhaul, extreme radical change that's forcing rapid adaptation. This is no joke. But if you know your personal astrology, I'm telling you, you got a tool in your belt, you got a weapon on you that you can pull out on command, okay? And so um, it's actually a bisect. It's a midpoint, and it's called a bisect that um, the full moon is doing with Uranus and Pluto. Um Complex long-term challenge or conflict, but the tools, yes, the tools that are necessary to release the tension and deal with the problem are also inherently given. We have access to the tools. I'm calling the tool astrology, and it's in 
the context of astrology that even uh uh this this tool is being related to. So um I ain't worried about none of y'all. So watch it. I'm giving y'all more details to color the energy so you can identify it because you since you, it won't be happening to you, it'll probably be happening around you. It'll be happening to you, but from a different vantage point, a different perspective, not this lower perspective where you're caught up in the stuff, but from this higher perspective where you're actually watching it all play out, um, not being negatively impacted by it. And so... Um, the conflict and the tension and the friction should not be taken lightly. Um, the energy is a real is a real potent one. Okay, Uranus Pluto ain't no pump, and 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 tr- and tracking it over the last five years, you can clearly see that the things that have been going on a global scale in behind this energy. So it ain't no pump, and it's affecting you know what I mean mass groups of people. So it's not skipping anybody. But like I said, the way it's playing out is very divine. Um, Do not allow the anger, the frustration, the tension, the friction uh, that is on display with this energy in the cosmos right now. Don't let it allow you to direct it towards other people, okay? You should consciously target the energy and access the energy. Um, I don't know if you want to punch a bag. Um, I don't know if you want to do kickboxing. Like, seriously, let it out. But don't let it out on the people that you say that you love. It's very vital and crucial that we don't do that because we are encroaching on eclipse season. This is a very sensitive time. In between the time of the full moon and the March 8th eclipse, trust me, you don't want if you want to initiate something new, do it in you. Don't force that on other people. Okay? That's my word of wisdom. Um so there's this balancing, like I told you, uh, sun and the moon with the Uranus, uh, sun, moon, the full moon being the midpoint of the Uranus-Pluto square. So there's emotional turmoil. The moon represents emotions, right? So the, the potential emotional turmoil that is being experienced can be balanced out on the sun end, the moon end can be balanced out with the sun. What is the sun? The sun is ego. The sun is goals, personal goals. So like I say, as opposed to directing this, you know, frustration and anger and emotional turmoil at your loved ones, if you don't feel like taking a kickboxing class, (laughs) direct that energy, all that ego energy towards your goals your personal goals. Why wouldn't you make fall heavy on that instead of falling heavy? The situation that just recently came up with me, I I got a preview of coming attractions. And I got a a preview, thank God, that I'm I'm taking this uh, introduction to inner peace class and have this keen conscious awareness in my frontal lobe (laughs) since we just had our first class on, uh, on the 14th Sunday that there's another way to go about this that can bring about the desired results that don't involve me shitting on the people that I love. 
it just has to be a higher way. And and these are all themes coming up. Um, it's a matter of survival. Yeah, like I said, uh, evolve or be ex- become extinct. <laughs> um, if you do want to release your anger on someone, at least, like I said, choose a target. If you're going to target someone, don't target your loved ones. Target that that enemy that you say that you have, that you really are scared to confront because you would say more hurtful things to your relative or loved one than to some somebody or, or, or focusing that energy towards a situation that is coming up against you or a person that is really coming up against you as opposed to people who love you and just haven't figured it all out yet. And so they still kind of fuck up from time to time and mistreat you or whatever, whatever the situation is. Um, thank God that the sun is going into Pisces and we're getting access to this um, really forgiving energy by the sun going into Pisces and impacting all of our abilities to express forgiveness. So that is, um, I, that's talked about in last week's week ahead as well. So yeah, this is, uh, there's a fixed star involved with this full moon that is also really ideal as it relates to completing um, things. In particular, uh, this fixed star is related to completing stages of spiritual evolution. So whether you know it or not, whether now you know that that also is involved. Um, uh, no matter if I have horoscopes for you or not, this full moon is affecting everybody. I don't care if it ain't making no aspects to your personal chart. It is important. And it is the finality of a six-month-long eclipse cycle. So just know that. Um, celebrities that were born at the time of a Virgo full moon I was a little pressed for time since, you know, I'm being challenged <laughs> to get uh, simple things that I need to get done for broadcasting and for my clients. It's just, it's, I'm having to work a little harder. You know, it's been challenging for me too, but I'm not taking that out on anybody. I'm taking full responsibility, and I'm going heavy in on my goals, on my personal goals and my ego instead of emotional turmoil. I could be in pieces right now because I didn't have time that I wanted to to prepare. I didn't have time I wanted to to, you know, set everything up the way I normally do. So I'm here, and I'm giving you all the info. I'm thankful. Um, Charlie Parker. So uh, for my Virgos, y'all are going to go first because it's a full moon in Virgo, of course. Okay, let me double-check my time here. Yep, I got about an hour left, and I'm going in for y'all's horoscopes on the full moon in Virgo, okay? For my Virgos, namely and especially, like I said, this is going to cover, everybody's getting touched by this, but specifically for my Virgo Deacon ones, those born August 23rd to September the 2nd, you are going to have a really, uh, uh, an emphasis. These uh, uh, horoscopes are coming from Astrology King, but I put them in a different order because well, let me tell you, a full moon is relating to the sun being opposite the moon, right? As opposed to a new moon where they're conjunct or together in the sky at a full moon, they're in opposition to each other, which is either a tug of war or the perfect balance. We decide, right? And so 
for Virgos, the sun that'll be in Pisces at this time is going to be opposing your deacon, okay? Neptune is also opposing your deacon. So I have to throw that in these horoscopes because here just outside of the week ahead, the very next day, this week ahead ends on the 27th. On the 28th, the sun conjuncts Neptune, which is very pivotal. And even as early as the 25th, the sun-Neptune conjunction is making its presence and impact known. So I don't want to miss that. I know people would probably say, what does sun conjunction Neptune have to do with the full moon? It has a lot to do with the full moon. Its influence can be felt as early as the 25th for sure, and depending on your personal cosmological makeup, even already now, Okay. But for my Virgo Deacon ones, there's going to be a greater emphasis on your private life, making you feel more homely, nurturing, and sensitive. Relationship tensions would increase your level of emotional fragility and insecurity. So this full moon on February 2nd for my Virgo Deacon ones continues um, the uncomfortable influence that it's going to have on your particular deacon until the March 8th solar eclipse, okay? The full moon is forcing you to question whether or not if you're headed in the right direction. And this is likely to continue past the solar eclipse due to a series of challenging transits. Like I said, sun is in opposition to your deacon, Virgo. Neptune is in opposition. For sun being opposition to you since... um, or uh, starting tomorrow um, through the 29th, it can be a difficult time because your ego and your will may get in the way of achieving what you want. This is a time to step back from the situation, which is causing difficulty, and work out why you are getting these negative reactions from people. You may have to tone down your self-assertion and think about what you are really trying to achieve and if this is the best option for you, okay? Neptune opposing your deacon, Virgo deacon one, which is doing all year, is what can be causing the suspicion, the mistrust, the paranoia, the hypochondria. These feelings may be considered negative, but they may actually have some basis, so you need to accept this. Virgo Deacon ones and work through them. If you are picking up that others are not being honest with you, then first look at yourself and make sure you are being totally honest with yourself and them, okay? Tell the truth (laughs) and really uh, do yourself a favor. So the sun conjunct Neptune in in the next week, uh, just since I'm talking about sun and Neptune opposing your deacon that's affecting directly you in this full moon time, since it is right outside, I'll go ahead and mention that, um, and it's it's going into effect as of the 25th, I'll mention that the Sun-Neptune alignment is increasing your sensitivity, Virgo Deacon 1, to the negative thoughts or feelings of others. Sun and Neptune being opposite you necessarily puts it in the seventh house. What is the seventh house or the descendant? It is the area of others all others outside of you, including your shadow self, the parts of you that you don't acknowledge or don't want to acknowledge. 
So that is, if you are experiencing opposition and it is a tug of war instead of a perfect balance, these are things that you can look at. Um, it would be better to be alone rather than share the company of negative types who would drain your energy and leave you feeling depressed, scared, or ill. Your kindness will be seen as weakness in the eyes of salespeople, loan sharks, drug dealers, and psychic vampires. Okay, Virgo Deacon 1, your interest in the spiritual world will be stimulated, but again, you are susceptible to false prophets and conspiracy theories. Okay? My mutable signs, Virgo is a mutable sign, Sag is a mutable sign, um, Gemini and Pisces, right? So those are the horoscopes I'm doing first. Um, the full moon's happening in Virgo, a mutable sign, and it looks like my mutable signs are really having some of the more challenging aspects with this full moon. Um, and it's already just inherently a challenging full moon for everybody, Um so, but I know if anybody can handle it, my mutable signs can handle it. My Geminis, my Sagittarius, my Pisces, my um um, what did I miss? My Virgos. Y'all are the ones who can do it. Y'all are the ones that we're we're coming into Sun and Pisces time now, where the seasons are changing. This is when you can re- the energy is ripe for change. Okay, and so we're the signs that can do it. And I'm just giving y'all some a little bit more detailed information so you can do it well, okay? And you can do it ahead of time. <laughs> and people will be looking like, why are you over there chilling, looking like you mastering your destiny and things? I'm over here going through hell on earth. So we the ones. We are the ones. Uh, Sagittarius, Deacon 1, those born from November 22nd to December 1st or have their uh, moon or rising sign in that first Deacon of Sagittarius. Critical. You may It benefits you to know your chart. I had a, a, a email today of somebody who wants some charts for their babies. I think that's beautiful because then you can relate to and help your children master their destiny. It's beautiful. Um but for those Sagittarius Deacon ones, the February 22nd full moon is really heralding the beginning of a fairly challenging four-week period, okay? Um, so that's just a heads up. And I know my Sagittarius can handle it. The uh, Now, when by the time the March 8th solar eclipse comes, it should be bringing an end to the emotionally challenging phase that this full moon is starting up for you. Um, And then definitely by March 19th, it should really be, you know, smoother, significantly smoother sailing, okay, Sagittarius speaking one. Um, Additionally, the full moon here on the 22nd will extend uh, the sun square deacon transit that starts tomorrow, Sun starts tomorrow, Sagittarius uh, Deacon 1, squaring your deacon, and it goes through the 29th, well past the full moon. And so this can represent a crisis in confidence because of challenges from events or from other people. You've got your heads up right there. Your ego is what's on the line. Your ego is what's coming under pressure from others through arguments or challenges to your authority. This is not a favorable time for getting your way, certainly not if you want to maintain harmony in important relationships. Now, 
the waning phase of the moon, which of course happens after the moon is waxes full, it starts to wane. And so that waning phase right after the full moon should make you feel Sagittarius Deacon ones more homely and nurturing. However, you are going to feel more emotionally sensitive to any conflict, especially if it involves your intimate relationships, okay? Additionally, Sagittarius Deacon Ones, y'all have uh, Neptune squaring your Deacon in addition to the Sun squaring your Deacon, but the Neptune square is lasting all year, unlike the Sun square lasting a couple of weeks. Now, um, the Neptune square is making it difficult to pinpoint the reason for any relationship tension you're experiencing, you may be experiencing, um, and this will make the full moon theme of releasing anger rather challenging if you're confused about why you are feeling angry or potentially why others in your environment are feeling angry in the first place. So as Neptune rules mirrors, Look for reactions in other people to get feedback. What upsets them may be the source of the problem. So just utilize the Neptune Square to just get access to a a different perspective, if nothing else. Okay, Sag, take everything with a grain of salt when it comes to Neptune. And, And the reason why this is coming to Neptune is because the sun, which is, in opposition to the moon at the full moon is also conjunct Neptune. And so for you specifically, Sag Deacon ones, you know, the Neptune square could lead to all the delusions and the illusions and the deceptions, or it could lead to a more spiritual perspective, a a perspective fueled more by your uh, powers of imagination and things of that nature, even meditation. For all my sad-seeking ones, definitely meditate, okay? Teeing your mind and blanking out to allow divine spiritual messages that aren't subject to that same deception that you'd be subject to if you're literally trying to get somebody to be honest with you. They're probably still lying while Neptune is squaring your deacon. The chance is there. So for you specifically, Sag Deacon 1, Sun conjunct Neptune um, from February 25th to 29th makes you more direct, makes you more affected by the thoughts and feelings of others and the environment in a in a negative way. It would be better to be alone rather than share the company of negative types who would drain you, okay, and leave you feeling depressed, scared, or ill. Um, and you too can be. Uh, your kindness can be seen as weakness in others' eyes and, and potentially taken advantage of. Um, Pisces Deacon 1. Pisces Deacon 1. The sun is in your deacon. Happy birthday, Pisces. Happy solar return from Mama Dada. Hit me up. I'll, I'll hook you up. I'll give you a solar return special on something. <laughs> Those specifically born February 19th to the 28th, Anger management may become an issue for you in the months ahead. I I hate to report, um, but with the beginning of an extended Mars transit you're going to be having, it's extended because Mars is about to go retrograde. So any emotional drama you have been experiencing uh, that the February 22nd full moon kicks off 
is actually likely to continue until the March 8th solar eclipse. And so although the eclipse itself makes no major aspect to your deacon, Pisces, deacon one, you will still feel its effect. Now, specifically, this February 22nd full moon will extend its product transit past the March 8th solar eclipse for you. But that waning phase after the moon waxes full, um, is it should have a, a additionally a nurturing, more homely, um, but also sensitive effect on you, okay? Um you you could uh, feel even greater withdrawing, you know, making you more introspective and contemplative. So it's definitely a good time, Pisces, you can want to look back at the major issues in your life over the past six months and try to bring these things to completion and tidy up any loose ends. Um Sun being in your deacon, you're having a solar return is probably the most important transit. That's why um, anybody coming to me uh, for consultation, solar return chart comes up, the solar return report is going to come up at some point because it literally colors your year ahead each new year, okay? And so it's a very sensitive time, Pisces Deacon 1. Um, uh, so definitely hit me up for uh, for the, the birthday hookup. Um, so I call it a hookup, just to have an excuse <laughs> if I need one to make sure that I'm putting powerful tools and information like a solar return chart in the hands um, of of anybody I can who will allow me to. Um, so it's a, a new start for you in so many ways, um, and, and it's time for new beginnings. It's your personal new year. Okay, New Year Intentions, the solar return uh, chart will help with that because you'll know exactly where to direct your intentions and energy for your year ahead. Um, the sun is the source of energy for life, so you can expect an energy boost, Pisces Beacon 1, increased vitality. Um, individuality and expression of that comes easier because it is the self that is in focus. So the light of the sun is on you, okay, Pisces, Deacon 1. The extra energy that you, you will be experiencing is put to best use by expressing what you want, what your goals are, and getting the ball rolling. New solar year intentions on deck, okay, um, Neptune is also in your deacon, Pisces Deacon 1, and so that is absolutely giving you access to a more spiritual outlook on life, which can be very illuminating, but at the same time make you feel very vulnerable as your previously well-defined self-image and personal boundaries start to dissolve around you, okay? Don't, don't be scared. <laughs> um, just uh, take divine advantage of having a more spiritual outlook to where these uh, vulnerabilities and these well-defined boundaries uh, uh, and self-image dissolving doesn't seem so scary because you get the spiritual outlook on it that you need to see it for what it is. There's nothing to fear, Pisces, okay? Um, so the birthday trend is going to help. It's going to add to self-confidence, potentially the inner balance, to gain a greater understanding of your true identity and help define new goals for the year ahead. For you, 
Sun conjunct Neptune is even more so, okay, than already is with you being a Pisces, having a Pisces Sun natally, than it already is with Neptune being in your deacon, even more so. Sun and Neptune hooking up is just maxing out on all that Pisces uh, energy, all that 12th house energy, all that Neptunian energy. Very much so increased sensitivity, intuition, empathy. Your intuition should be especially strong now, and you may receive spiritual insights through meditation and dreaming. Setting boundaries will allow you to enjoy a sense of togetherness with loved ones. You may benefit from joining or learning more about environmental, charity, social, or community work in groups and spiritual or occult subjects like astrology can be better understood by you under this high awareness transit. At the more mundane level, this is a good time to go to the movies or escape from reality through a fantasy novel. I love my Pisces. Until you meet a Pisces and they can literally tell you what you're thinking and you're just looking at them with your mouth hung open like, get out of my head. It won't, you know, it won't click. (laughs) Okay, my last mutable sign, I know you can do it, Gemini Deacon 1s, those born May 21st to 31st. For you, the tests and challenges that are associated with this full moon coming up in Virgo on the 22nd are most likely going to continue until the March 8th solar eclipse, okay? So for you, Gemini Deacon 1s, this February 22nd full moon is extending this theme of confrontation through March 8th. Um, the waning phase of the moon after after it we're going to allow you to feel homely, nurturing, and sensitive um, and emotionally touchy is an understatement, okay, uh, given the full moon theme of releasing your anger. Gemini Deacon 1's listen up. You, like Sag, are experiencing Sun Square, your Deacon, and Neptune Square, your Deacon. So all that I was saying before plays for Sagittarius, plays a part for you at this full moon time up until March 8th solar eclipse as well. Sun squaring your deacon, it's that same crisis in confidence. It's the same challenges from events and from people. It's it's most often from men or bosses or teachers, um, but and they are testing you. They're testing you and your goals. They're forcing you to justify your very identity and what you are doing, okay? Um, that is what I'm experiencing right now. Who am I? What what am I here for? I am a spiritual being who practices and studies astrology, and that very identity is being challenged, and I'm being forced to justify. It's not that hard because it speaks for it. I ain't went back. I told you all in May of last year when I started doing this show, before that I was, you know, on the plantation like everybody else, clocking in and out, having every moment of my working day scrutinized, tracked, watched, you know, that's not really conducive for what I know I am here to do. I know who I am. And so for my other Geminis, for my other Sages, that is is what's on the menu for you as well. And with Neptune squaring your deacon in addition to that, It just makes it all the more difficult to pinpoint the source. 
of the anger and the frustration, and it makes it harder to focus on the goals. It's harder to focus on making sure that I'm prepared for this show when I'm concerned about even having somewhere to broadcast the show. Got to have Internet. I can afford my Internet, but I may not be able to keep it at the location that I have it because that's being threatened. So then what goes with the show? What goes with the consultations when I want to share my screen so I can teach you all your charts, but I don't have access to the Internet? I may not have access to electricity (laughs) if I get put out. So these themes are real, and for many of us like me, they're already starting to show up. I'm giving you the info ahead of time, so even starting now, we can begin mastering this stuff. I'm broadcasting to y'all now from the same location. So, you know, I'm, it's it's more difficult. It, it may be more challenging. Uh, like it says, it, it makes it harder to focus on your goals or even to make definite goals for some of you. Uh, Neptune squaring your deacon can uh, cause, bring on insecurity and confusion. But it's important that you don't allow yourself to be taken advantage of. We must stand up for who we know we are. If we're being forced to justify our very identity, justify it. Okay? The most, um, it's definitely critical to remember um, uh, all the things that I've said. So in conjunct Neptune for you, Gemini, far more sensitive to the thoughts and feelings of others and to the environment. With this alignment making the stressful square aspect to your deacon, it would be better to be alone, okay? All the things that I've been saying for all my other mutable signs. Being so caring and compassionate can be seen as a weakness as well, okay, for you too. Uh, my Libra, Deacon 2s and 3s, that's taking you all the way from October 3rd to the 22nd of October. Uh, n- not a lot to tell y'all about this full moon specifically, except that as of that new moon on the 8th, that kicks off the most precious time uh, for for y'all to start any new project, okay? And the uh, February 22nd full moon will just, Shine a light on whatever you started. Uh, Like one of my clients asked this week, you know, is it too late? I didn't start it at the new moon on the 8th. No, it's not too late. Yes, time is winding down. And what you've been doing still mattered, even if you were unconscious. That's why I put on the old episode information, whether you know it or not, these planetary trends and aspects, aspects are affecting us, whether we know it or not. But, yes, once you become conscious, can jump in or get in where you fit in, feel free. Capricorn Deacon 1, those born December 22nd to 31st. Um, you're, you're, this February 22nd full moon is setting off and extending uh, the emotional balance that you've had access to or having access to as of tomorrow with the sun sextiling your deacon from tomorrow the 18th through the 29th, okay? So the, the, the full moon is extending that at least through March the 8th when the solar eclipse happens. That's going to set Solar eclipse is going to set off a whole new thing for everybody. So you can't expect that to last through then, um, at least not in its same form. 
if you have been feeling anger or frustration over the past couple of weeks, Capricorn Deacon 1, then the full moon theme of anger release will make this process easier. Great news, Capricorn Deacon 1. Especially with sun sextiling your deacon, that is uh, definitely energizing, and it's a creative transit. It's going to give power of personal expression with which helps you in self-promotion and the achievement of goals. It's an excellent time to make real progress with things in life that mean a lot to you, work relationships and longer-term goals. You will face little resistance since the sun is sextiling your deacon from people or circumstances. In fact, because you feel so good about yourself and are confident and proud, people may help you on your way. So this is a great time for work and play. And love, apparently. Um, additionally, Capricorn Deacon 1, you have Neptune sextiling your deacon. Whoop, whoop. And so this entire year, you're feeling more connected in a spiritual way to your friends and family. You're viewing yourself more a part of the larger collective than ever before. Um, Neptune is definitely connecting your higher senses into the mass consciousness and make you more sensitive to the vibrations of other people in your environment, not just locally, but also globally. And so for you, Capricorn Deacon 1 specifically, Sun conjunct Neptune from the 25th through the 29th increases your sensitivity, intuition, and empathy all the more, okay? Sun uh, conjuncting Neptune just expands the Neptune sextile um, you're already having. Not expand like Jupiter, but the sun shines the light, and it's an energizing effect, and it has a creative effect on an already very creative and and artful and and um, the art Neptune is associated with. So the sun is just adding even more creativity to that by hooking up with it, marrying it in the sky. Um, you may benefit from joining or learning more about environmental, charity, social, or community working groups, and um, subjects like astrology may be better understood by you, okay, during this very high awareness transit. Aries, Deacon 2 and 3, those born all the way from March 31st through April the 19th, once again, not a lot to say except projects could have or should have been started um, uh, on the new moon, at, at the new moon on the 8th is being highlighted. It's an ideal time for you to put in some kind of work. If you happen to know where this is going to be um, happening in your chart, even more so you can be very targeted in your approach. Just get with me. All my information is available in the episode info. Um, For Cancer Deacon 1, you know what? I halfway don't even want to read y'all. It's so good. How do you, like, give a heads up on such an awesome horoscope? But for those born June 21st to July the 1st, sun is trining your deacon, bringing harmonious relationships because of an inner feeling of calm and balance. Things should be flowing really easily in all areas of life with few obstacles to get ahead. Plans working out well, goals seeming attainable without much effort, other people not standing in your way, and you being able to expect favors and at least, and the least little resistance from others, especially men and people with power. So, yeah, this is an ideal time for you to enjoy life and relax, and holiday or travel or vacation should work out really well, but this energy should be put to furthering personal goals. It is the sun we're talking about here. So unlike Venus or Jupiter that wants to chill out, hang out, lay out, 
the sun wants to accomplish anything, something, and it wants to express itself. Um, Neptune, additionally, Cancer Deacon 1 is trining your uh, deacon, and so your imagination is increased. You have the access to this really easy flow of energy uh, for creative and artistic pursuits. Uh, you can more easily express your spiritual and caring side under this transit, and you should be able to pick up accurate psychic impressions from others. So this is a great transit for your relationships and should deepen the spiritual connection between partners. Um, it's also a good chance of meeting an ideal partner, a soulmate you can really connect with, even spiritually. And so... Um, this full moon for Cancer Deacon Once, even though it has this theme of releasing anger, it has this very harmonious influence on your um, Deacon Cancer, Cancer Deacon Once, and so you shouldn't expect any aggravation, any deeply buried anger. If you do have it, can be released more easily now, with less of a chance, significantly less of a chance of causing harm than at other times. And so the helpful influence does continue all the way through the March 8th eclipse. I'm taking a quick drink, y'all. Okay, so for you specifically, Sun conjuncting Neptune is really just going to have all those same beneficial effects that I mentioned before. Um, whatever your dreams are, uh, Cancer, Deacon One, you will have the motivation to make them come true, Okay. It's just it's an excellent time for romance for you and everything. Woo woo. Scorpio Deacon ones, those born October twenty third to November first. You've got the trines as well, okay, as well as cancer. So there's two water signs there that usually tend towards emo being overly emotional or um yeah, definitely that. And at a very emotionally charged time, which full moons tend to be. So beautiful, beautiful for y'all that y'all get to enjoy this from the vantage point of the trine and that easy flow of energy, that harmonious flow, okay, the, 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 uh, um, from the perspective of feeling the inner calm and the balance, okay, not having to really deal with a lot of resistance from people especially men. So go Scorpio. Now, for Scorpio Deacon 2s and 3s, those born between November 2nd and November 21st, the best time to start, it's for you, it's that project time. What did you initiate around the 8th? If nothing, get in on it now. Yes, it's late, but it's not too late. And anything that you're adding to as the moon is waxing or getting bigger, then that energy is being added to that for you to have uh, to be able to look at the culmination, the manifestation at the time of the full moon for the most beneficial effect that you can squeeze out of it um, up until this March 8th eclipse, which is just going to set a whole new tone for everybody. Um, Aquarius Deacon 2 and 3, those born between January 30th and um, February the 18th, I would tell you all the exact same thing, okay? Um, that is, oh, right after that, okay, that was full moon, Monday, February 22nd um, at 12.20 p.m. afternoon, right? 
Well, then, guess what? The very next day, Tuesday the 23rd, Jupiter opposes Chiron. And I know on the outset that just sounds like, oh, what? That just can't be a big deal. It doesn't even sound like a big deal. It's not an eclipse or anything. But it's so close, it, like I said, in time and correlation to the themes of the full moon that it cannot be ignored. So we have about 20 minutes left. I'm definitely going to um, run you all down this info. There's a couple of more void of courses I want to give you a heads up on, void moons to give you a heads up on in the week ahead so you can make sure you're not initiating activities and avoid moon because nothing's going to cover it, that you're not meeting up with people that you want to have a long-term relationship with that you're not really familiar with during these times. You're not presenting anything in avoid moon. You're not get, having a job interview that you actually want to get the job in avoid moon, and some of these are happening during the day, so I want to definitely tell you all about it. And we got a couple of uh, Mercury sextiles, one to Saturn, and one to Uranus. That it'll be beneficial to know about it because it's sextiles, for goodness sake, and it's dealing with Mercury, who is now full steam ahead as of this past weekend. I don't know if y'all sensed it or not. For all those that are ruled by Mercury, you may finally be feeling now that Mercury's in new territory, no longer um, trudging through retrograde uh, territory that it's picked up its full speed, it's in new um, territory, and so we have access by way of our thoughts, by way of our mental processes, by way of uh, our travel and the biz, the commerce that we, we um, engage in, that uh, it's, it's fresh new energy. Yay. So these sextiles to Saturn and Uranus should be pleasant and beneficial, especially if you know about them so you can take full advantage. Uh, but with Jupiter opposing Chiron, I snagged this from the rubyslipper.ca, and um, it, it just it seemed real beneficial to mention to you guys because when you're talking about Jupiter, which is expansion, wherever Jupiter is, it's expanding things, it's, it's growing things, it's advancing things. But when you oppose Chiron with it, Chiron, the wounded healer. Um, if you know about Chiron in your own natal chart, it's the place where you can heal others just fine, but you yourself find uh, kind of like a doctor who can who specializes in a particular form of therapy or treatment, but then he's so knowledgeable about it because it's it, it's an area that he, he he has issues in or has dealt with. So. That's what Chiron is, the wounded healer. And so here it's like the more you expand with Jupiter, there's this greater potential for pain and healing. In order to to be a wounded healer, you have to be healed of something, healed of what? Some pain, right? So this particular opposition of Jupiter and Chiron has already happened once, November 3rd of 2015, last year. It's happening again just hours after the full moon, and it's going to happen this last time on August the 12th of 2016, okay? So this is themes that are being repeated, so they should be paid attention to. When things happen astrologically, one thing I've noticed, when things happen astrologically more than once, 
like Mercury retrograde, it passes over this area, then it retrogrades, passes over it again, then it goes direct and passes over it a third time. It, it, it just speaks to me as something to be paid attention to so you can learn from it. And maybe by that final pass, like with this Jupiter-Chiron opposition that happens in August, we can be coming at it from a better vantage point. But let me describe it for you a little bit more so you can recognize it. Um, uh, but it's it's happening between 17 and 20 degrees of of, of Virgo and Pisces, just like um, the sun-moon opposition, the full moon, is happening uh, at the three degree. Uh, this one's happening, it's, it's the opposition as well, and it's happening between 17 and 20 degrees of mutable signs. It's, I want you all to pay attention to that. I, of course, it's exact. It's exactly happening at 20 degrees Virgo for Jupiter and 20 degrees Pisces for Chiron. But within the range of 17 to 20, um, I want you to pay attention in your chart. If you're not hooked up with me in consultations where I can show you this, this is how you look it up on your own. And so if it's uh, anything you have an immutable sign within those degrees, uh, this is going to come up. You're going to sense it in some kind of way. Uh, February, the opposition, yep, it may be stirring something up. What goes on at the time of this full moon, it, like I said, it, you could be experiencing themes of it, previews of it now. But definitely by the full moon, it's going to show up in its full face, full form, front and center for you to see. And um, it may be related to something around November 3rd of last year. Look back on your calendar. Um, there's this enthusiastic push for solutions and improvements, which is Jupiter and Virgo, and it being retrograde at that. So we're, like, going over things to make sure that, you know, uh, that we've gleaned all we can and, 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 and combed our lives for these solutions and improvements. And it's very a well-intentioned thing, easy to pick away at the scab, which is the Chiron wounded healer until it bleeds under this influence because it is Jupiter in Virgo. Jupiter it can exaggerate things. Jupiter can just be a lot. It can be too much. And in Virgo, where it's nitpicky and analytical and critical and detail-oriented, it could be really easy to pick away at a scab and never let it heal. So more information, uh, you know, that, that we're having with access, uh, just Jupiter and Virgo expanding it. Virgo is Mercury rules. So we do have access to more information, which could mean more ways to tackle a sensitive issue, Okay. Or the more that we learn could make us more vulnerable, okay, uh, or could make us feel more vulnerable. So it's it's another balancing act, like the sun and the moon being the full moon, but here Jupiter and Chiron are doing, making the same aspect of an opposition, and, it, and we're being called to, do, to evaluate the same thing. Is it, a, is it going to be a tug of war? Or is it going to be the perfect? It's needed, and you can't ignore your the wounded healer. Whatever that sensitive area is, whatever that painful area is, it must be confronted. 
and it must be acknowledged. Long gone are the days of it'll go away. I can suppress it. I can just not look at it, and everything will be fine because a Jupiter op Chiron will happen on everybody and bring it to the forefront. Ignore that. So um, Jupiter in Virgo is perfect for going over stuff and scrutinizing things. Um, And uh, although these opportunities to go over things and scrutinize things may trigger the area of pain or vulnerability, okay, and that's where we would just tread carefully. That's all. Um, Sometimes a little too much Jupiter in Virgo can make a sensitive you know, scabby area worse, okay? So just strive for the balance. If you remember that, it should help significantly. You're going too hard on on the side of the emotions, balance that out with the ego and the personal goals. Do something towards the personal goal you have. Um, yeah, between now and March, there's definitely a buildup of Chiron energy, um, it's going to exactly conjunct or meet up with or marry the south node, which is directly opposite the north node, which the north node is running neck and neck with Jupiter right now in Pisces. So that would necessarily put the south node in Virgo. Um, and it's going to meet up uh, with Chiron on the 24th of March. Okay, so from now until then, there's this buildup of Chiron energy, whatever you know, is being triggered for you relating to healing and woundedness or vulnerability. So what is ready for completion or culmination that's being highlighted around the time of this full moon and Jupiter-Chiron opposition may involve a painful goodbye or an acceptance of what you have been avoiding. So Jupiter is urging us all to apply what we know to facilitate this, to facilitate the goodbye or the acceptance, okay? And then integrate Chiron's wounds into our path forward. North node is represented by the path forward. That's where we're headed. So this simply means moving ahead with our lives and our imperfections, our fears, our weaknesses. Chiron's wounds don't vanish. What we must do is weave them or integrate them into our tapestry. It's a wound that may stand out, but it's still part of the interwovenness of what makes us up who we are, just like I was talking about the doctor who um, has a special connection with his patients because he has the very chronic disease that he's treating. He can empathize with people so his healing reaches new levels. That's what we're being called to do. Okay, not act like it's not there and we don't have this wound, but integrate that wound. Become the expert on that wound to where we can be healers for others. Okay? Uh, we, We find ways to work around it. We find support for it. We find a way to live with these wounds and what hurts us and what's so painful. And Jupiter and the North Node can help us do this and potentially even help us to build 
on Chiron's energy. It is getting stronger between now and March 24th. So why don't we take that as a divine opportunity to become experts in healing these areas, not just for others, but through our ability to heal others, heal ourselves, integrate it into our lives, okay? Um, There were actually celebrities born that I found that were born with Jupiter Chiron opposition. Um, Nicki Minaj was one of them, Denzel Washington, and psychic Sylvia Brown. Um, Wednesday, next week, 8.22 a.m., the moon sextiles Mars and throws the moon into void of course status for 8 hours and 19 minutes most of the day. So that's from 8.22 Central Time until 4.41 p.m. Central Time. So that's just pretty much the whole big chunk of the day on Wednesday. And then the moon finally enters Libra early that evening around, uh, what's that, the 24th is Wednesday evening. Um, It's going to be an air sign coming up out of, uh, where is it being, in Virgo. So, yeah, it's been really earthy. It's been really nitpicky and all these kinds of things that, depending on your natural astrological makeup, may have been totally uncomfortable, but we all have to go through it. So I admonish you to make the most of it, figure out where it is in your chart so you can max out and master that hoe instead of sitting up complaining about somebody being nitpicky or critical. Let that energy work for you. If you know how to work it, you can do so instead of sitting up complaining. Um. But, yeah, by the time it gets into Libra um, that early that evening, it's going to be a much lighter <laughs> mood mode because it's air, Libra's air. Libra's all about lightening the mood anyway because it's ruled by Venus and it wants to beautify the, the moon. It wants to beautify our emotions and, and, and harmonize um, how we're feeling so if the full moon proves to be a bit much for you with the Jupiter Chiron opposition, fear not because by Wednesday uh, early evening we'll have access to a much uh, easier, breezier um, energy, okay, which is going to be really ideal for any one-to-one or one-on-one um, situation, um, pairing up. You're, we're going to be feeling really diplomatic and sociable, um, leisurely kind of gatherings are favored, um, being together with others. It just becomes sublime in settings that are especially aesthetically pleasing. I did say Libra's ruled by Venus, so it's just going to want that added touch of beauty, that added touch of elegance and decadence um, on it. And we'll probably all be just about ripe for that energy after the full moon, I I must say, just from looking at the the stars on it all. Uh, Peace and tranquility, if there has been just a lot of turbulence and all that stuff, um, uh, you can find, even with others, because Libra rules that seventh house of the other that I was talking about, you can you can enjoy being pampered. Um, you can you can be more apt to dote on even a friend or a mate. You know, just in this really harmonizing mood um, of mutual devotion. Um, and so we're seeking out and we're seeking to draw out the best in others at this time. We enjoy conversation and um, 
and even arguing to a certain point, but it's not to 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 get a one up on anybody. It's just you're able to see both sides. Libra can see both sides of the coin. So it's kind of the devil's advocate too. Um, any idea that may come that brings balance to a situation or has potential to is found under a Libra moon. So that's what I'm saying about this full moon energy and having this Libra moon afterwards is that if it's tough, you, you have something to look forward to to kind of help smooth it out. Um, if you do have something difficult to say, saying it under a Libra moon could really make the that Venus difference, throw so some Venus on it, and um, make it a little bit better. Um, some of the activities that are favored under a Libra, Libra moon are meditating, negotiating, since like I said, you can just deal with other people a lot better, um, restoring balance in a relationship with friends or family, taking it easy, beautifying your home, decorating, um, decluttering. Uh, it's very social. So uh, even a dinner party or just having friends over that evening uh, or those couple of evenings, um, attending a lecture, visiting a museum, writing, editing, experimenting with fashion or indulging in luxury, okay? Venus is the finer things, right? And so then that leads us into the very next day, Thursday, early rising, 2.05 a.m. Central Standard Time, Mercury does sextile Saturn, and that gives us access, like I said, it's the, the Mercury finally going full speed in this very harmonious sextile, the Saturn and Sag. Um, we have access to rational and logical thinking. It's the more supportive energy if the full moon was just a bit too much here under a Libra moon, we're being given access to rational and logical thinking. We can concentrate and focus. We can organize. We can communicate seriously and maturely and responsibly. And um, and we can potentially be uh, in solitude, too, and be just fine with that. I'll go... Uh, James Brown knows about that because he was born with the aspect Shaquille O'Neal, LL Cool J, and Prince Michael Jackson Jr. <laughs> um, and then that leads into, I don't think I have that much time left. That's why I'm keeping it pretty much moving. Yeah, I got a minute left. That leads into the final void moon of the week, Friday the 26th from 518 a.m. Central Standard goes for 24 hours, y'all. So from Friday, 5 a.m., um, definitely all day Friday, it's void. So keep all the void moon rules in mind um, with that. And then you've got finally Mercury sextiling Uranus at 5.02 p.m. Central Standard Time on that same uh, Friday, February 26th, which makes us mentally alert and aware. We, have, we might be experimenting opening our minds to new ideas. We could be feeling inspired or thinking is inventive. Varying our usual routine may be rewarding. So here with Uranus, more of that Aquarius energy blissing us. Um, we end the week with the moon in Scorpio, and I'll mention something about that next week. It's so much later in the week. I'll have time to do it on the next show. Um, but the uh, call is wrapping up for today. 30 seconds left. 
Um, I appreciate y'all's support. I do this for y'all. I don't have the support of most of my family and friends because they think it is something wrong with this, but I have the support of of, of some friends and family, of clients, of listeners, and that's why I'm giving um, you guys a divine opportunity to just show your love. Click on the first link in the episode info that says Astro Love Gifts and um, do what you can to support this uh, channel and my show to be back here same time, same place next week. Peace and love. Stay connected to my astrology coach, Ashe.